downtime isn't bad, no. right? And and I and I hesitate to um, to be like, oh, we've got to be productive all the time because I think that in and itself can lead to burnout. Mm. Um, it makes you end up comparing yourself to other people, mm. which I think is unfair for you, but also unfair for them because. I'm James. And I'm Neil. How are you guys all going? We hope everybody's going very well. <laughs> um, how are you, Neil? I'm great. I had a fantastic uh, weekend. Well, yesterday was great. I went to watch a play, which was good. Yes, yes. First we, play of the, of the year. First play of the year. We both went to see uh, 12 Night Heads or Tales at New Theatre. Um, wonderful. A lot of fun there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some really great performances. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have. I think we're gonna have one of the uh, actors on shortly. Um, and gonna interview one of the actors. Or before this, because we might need uh. to rearrange <laughs> it so that we can promote head Twelfth Night. So, yes. you're if you're watching this from the future, um, get on our timeline, please. <laughs> get in the correct timeline. The timeline Prime. Chuka's prime time. Yeah, that's all good. Um, but uh, but our good friend Dogo, uh, Dogo. Diego's doing a great job as, a, as producing our show. So thank you so much for that. Not a problem, again. mate. Not a problem. Um, yeah. Well, um, it's New Year. Mm-hmm. Um, things are, people are just gearing up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not all of us have projects. You know, so we yeah. do have the Twelfth Night that just came out yeah. at New Theatre. I know of um, the Shape of Things at Flight Path. Mm-hmm. I think we just opened up this week as well. Yeah. Um, but again, not all of us have uh, things that we're doing, and especially when lockdowns might be coming in different areas of where we live, mm-hmm. totally unexpectedly, and being removed just as unexpectedly. There's a lot of downtime. Yeah. So um, today we're going. Yeah, basically going to discuss about. How we can um, um, be more efficient with our, with the time that we have? Because in, in I mean even even when even uh, coming into the new year or whatever, uh, usually we have sometimes a lot of downtime as creatives have mm-hmm. right? um, between jobs or you know whatever it is. So we're just going to discuss about how um, effectively and and how we can continually uh, be in a positive feat all the time, or f- sort of positive step all the time. Um, yeah, so because because downtime isn't bad, no. right? And and I and I hesitate to um, to be like, oh, we've got to be productive all the time because I think that in and itself can lead to burnout. Mm. Um, it makes you end up comparing yourself to other people, mm-hmm. which I think is unfair for you, but also unfair for them mm-hmm. because, uh, to a large extent, I don't really think we're competing with each other. Um, and, um, I think that, um, uh, in terms of downtime, it, it, it can be a really nourishing time as well, as well as being productive if you, if, if that's what you choose to do. But ultimately I think the worst thing that you can do is beat yourself up 
for yeah. not doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, so how do we? How do we? I guess how do the individuals out there who are sitting, listening to us and saying, "Hey, what what can we do during the week, during the day, and stuff?" And then, like, um, and yeah, as first of all, I, first of all, I really want to quickly talk about um, burning out. Mm. Um, uh, we don't. I don't think we do recognize burnout until uh, someone says to us, but we, we keep going. And usually, people come up to us and, "Hey, you know, just you, you're too much on your plate." Because mm. we, mm. we we both have one individual friend who usually has uh, you and I both. Yeah, have, yeah, 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 yeah. He has too much on his plate sometimes, and I always like I I always call him up once a week to, to make sure. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, let's check checking up, up on him and making sure that he's okay. But um, I think that's what we need to do uh, between creatives to make sure, like, uh, just letting them know that it's okay to slow down just for for a minute, mm-hmm. um, and and just trust the process and just yeah, and just take a few steps back and. Uh, recalibrate and go back into it again, you know? Mm. I mean, uh, for me, I know a couple of people actually, not just that that mutual friend that we have, but there's a couple of people. um, We have to be very careful about, I I think a good question to ask is, why am I burning out? Mm. You know, is it because I can't say no to people? Because that's that's a problem that some people have is yeah. that they feel bad for letting other people down so they can't say no. Mm. Um, and they end up ha- end up having too many things on their plate. Um, I think being aware of why you're burning out is extremely important because otherwise you're just gonna you're just gonna fall back into that same trap every time. Yeah. So if you do take a break so that you don't burn out, I think you really need to take that time, really dedicate some of it to figuring out, well, how did I get myself in this position? Yeah. And if I've done it before, why do I keep on getting in this position? Um, another reason I find actually a, a common reason that people uh, burn out that they don't the people don't really talk about is um, the image of being busy mm. is um, in our culture we really pride ourselves on being busy on being productive on being efficient because we're in this um, psychotic um, capitalist system mm. so productivity is good mm. and often people will have in their lives teachers mentors mm. family figures who have in the past. Mm only ever praise them for doing good work mm-hmm. uh, or just doing work in general. Mm-hmm. So in the back of their heads, they're always like, oh, well, I have to be busy because that is where my value is. Mm-hmm. And I think when, once people recognize that their value is in just being a human being and not in how much they output or whether they're busy or not, I think hopefully people will start to recognize that they don't, they have a they have this unconscious desire to be busy all the time and they don't need to be. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think also it uh, a lot of it comes down sometimes to um, uh, maybe overcompensation, the uh, overcompensation yeah. from from time where they didn't have any jobs, and all of a sudden they're getting. That's how it is in our, in our industry, in creative industry. Like when it rains, it pours, and, mm. you, and all of a sudden, mm. you know, you got all these jobs coming. In, you, you're booking all these jobs all the time now, mm. and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh shit, you know, you, you, you're overbooking yourself, or and then people get upset about you, you know turning up or you're late or or whatever it is, you know. That's bound to bound to happen, you know. Mm. Or, and th- and then uh, you go, and then especially afterwards, after that period's gone, you go through a massive um, uh, a spiral down, like like you know, like you're coming off this of, of a drug, you know, like mm. ex- especially actors and stuff, you know, who 
uh, get into a character and they have a, they have a whole s- a season or whatever it is, you know, mm. uh, of a play, um, and they're in 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 the they're always in a pl- in a theater room, whatever, and all of a sudden they go through a whole week and have they don't have to turn up to a, a show mm. or shit. I got all this free free time. What do I do now? Mm. Oh, drink a little or yeah, yeah. Know? Uh, and, and that just just gets worse, and yeah, because we also feel we also feel that you in the in our industry you get on a hot streak. Yeah, suddenly you pop up here, and it means you get to pop up here. And if as long as you do the next thing within the same amount of time, people are going to keep on talking about you, and then you're going to continue to be successful. Yeah. Um, uh, just recently, uh, I looked at um, Taika Waititi's um, filmography. Yeah. yeah. Um. And it's really fascinating. You'll find that um, he kind of um, had his breakthrough back in two thousand and two. With that, uh, that uh, the short, that short yeah, the, the short, short that was nominated for an Academy Award. That was hectic. Yeah. So you got to imagine this guy. You know, he's he's a writer director. You make a short film, which everybody makes short films, and to finally get to be nominated for an Academy Award. You must thought you must have thought, oh, the world is my oyster, right? Like yeah. every door should just fall open, and then I and then I'll be fine. But it wasn't until like maybe fifteen years later that he did what we do in the shadows, the film, mm-hmm. which kind of almost was the the, cat, the 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 catapult then for him to get under Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. so it's almost like again he kind of had his um, breakout, and then had to have a second breakout. Like all, like ten years later, can you imagine waiting ten <coughs> years for another breakout? But but a lot of the lot of the people who are at the top um, who come from oh sorry, the boy is a fantastic film. I thought it was his breakout film, boy. Well, he kept on he kept on having breakout films, and yeah. then nobody picked it. Nobody had the courage to come down and pick him up and actually give him a Thor Ragnarok or or you know something big. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, like when you look at the budgets mm. of the films he's been allowed to make. They they don't they don't really increase say as much as um, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, you know Christopher yeah. Nolan went from following to Memento with Guy Pearce, and then the immediately after was Insomnia with Al Pacino, Hilary Swank, and Robin Williams. Yeah, you know, while when you look at Taika Waititi, yeah, it was like two thousand two, bang, Oscar nomination, and then ten years of you know did Flight of the Concords TV show, uh, did films, but uh, it was only until Hollywood picked him up. Way later after what we do in the shadows. Do you think that's because he's not from America? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I think well, it's a combination of things. But ma- yeah, he's not from America. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a really unique, dangerous style yeah. of 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 really good comedy. Um, with all, also, you know, have, having seen his other films as, as well, of course, he's he's very got, he's got incredible hold of sincere emotion mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But I think the people were uh, the Hollywood producers were typically really afraid of that. That comedy, you know, Jojo Rabbit. And Jojo Rabbit was, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, what I was going to say that that a lot, a lot of the creators out there and actors out there, especially uh, like if who are not from America, seem to take a minimum of ten years mm, till mm. they get their thing going. You know? Michael Fassbender is the other person. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. His breakout role was Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, yeah. Boom, Brand of Brothers. Then it took him ten years until it was Inglorious Bastards. So. Yeah, I can't believe that because I, I, I had this thing back in the day when I was going to university. I would watch Banner Brothers 
like I would like the semester will end and I'll watch the whole season of Band of Brothers every year. Wow. I've seen it that many times. Wow. I've developed like um I know the relationship so well between <laughs> individual characters. You know, like I know them really well now. Wow. Uh, yeah. So but they I, I still watch it and yeah, Michael Fassbender was in it and um and then he just popped up out of nowhere in uh in Glorious Bartons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, hello. That's a long time. A long time. Yeah, and he's a fantastic actor. Brilliant. <laughs> you know, like, so I think that that also comes down to, uh, um, before we started the, the podcast that I would talk, we are talking about topics and uh, it, it does come under like sometimes process or... Uh, well, what, do you, what do you mean by process? Because you mentioned that a little bit earlier and I wanted I to did. ask that. You said trust the process. What is yeah. that? Um, I guess like you, sometimes... Um, it feels like nothing is happening and then you uh, start second-guessing yourself. Oh, is this industry really for me or whatever? Well, I think you need to figure out who you, what what kind of a creative you want to be. Do you want to be a creative that, that wants to create art and tell stories no matter from what budget or what area of, or whatever? Or do you want to be a type of creative that is, wants to make money? In a way, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and which, which both is fine. Let me mm-hmm, tell you, both mm-hmm. is fine. I, I have nothing against it either way, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I guess, we, of course, you know, people say, "Oh, you don't need money, need money, whatever." Yeah, listen, you do need money to survive in this world. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a. I think it's a. Uh, I think you're walking around with the eyes closed if you think that you don't need money. If when you're poor and 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 you you're you're worried about oh what's gonna have what I'm gonna have for dinner tonight or have am I going to be able to pay the rent you, you know you need it you know yeah. and, and you need that safety net at, at times but the process is so important because I feel that uh, you, you learn things from it you learn things from it mm. right and you wait it out and, and you constantly start saying, saying to myself you know what I'm going to be making films or I'm going to be doing plays whether it comes uh, with a paycheck or without a paycheck, mm, mm. right? Yes, we want to be professionals and get to a point where we all get, all the credits get paid, but I want to continue to tell stories, mm, mm, right? Mm. Um, so I say, I suggest that, you know, people just trust the process in terms of pick up the, pick up the, uh, the jobs and just go and do it and, and don't, be fixated about. I, I feel like don't you shouldn't, you shouldn't be fixated about like oh, I want to be an A class Hollywood actor. Mm. Like a lot of the greatest actors, as we just we just spoke about, just a lot of great actors. It takes ten years mm-hmm. or even more. Yeah, or wait it out. You know, um, there's a few Australian actors I was going to talk about, but that's fine. Well, I mean, like there's the there's those classic. The, the classic British actors yeah. that get brought up on Shakespeare mm. and get so brilliant at it that when Hollywood finally recognizes them, they're already masters at their game. Mm. Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, Ian McKellen. Peter O'Toole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, you know, I guess when you're saying trust the process, it's kind of like if if I'm here and I'm like, okay, good. I want to trust the process. Mm. What is that? Like, what, what is that? You, you, you kind of said, just do the work. Yeah. Instead of, as opposed to kind of, I guess double guessing, uh, double uh, you know, uh, double guessing what you're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and questioning, yeah, what am I doing? Yeah. Am I doing the right thing? Yeah. 
uh, I, I've often heard trust the process in in terms of uh, working out. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. In, in in terms of fitness, mm. in that kind of regard. So yeah. is that is that the same kind of thing of just? Yeah, I think too as well. Like yeah. I, I guess the way I approach acting or creative is the because I, I I've been training for a very long time and, and same thing. Like I know that I'm not going to be able. So, so for example, I, I at the moment I I'm interested and in, I'm doing jujitsu at the moment, right? Mm. So I know for a fact that I won't like I I I, I there's been a lot of sparring you know, mm. and uh, end of the end of the class and um, I'm only a white belt, but. I spar with people who are like purple and blue belt and you just watch them and you, and you watch them do sort of moves. Mm. You know you can do it, mm-hmm. right? But they can pull that off anytime they want to. Mm-hmm. But you need to trust a process of like the basic the fundamentals, uh, you know, leading up to that, mm. right? So you're covering, covering all your bases. Yeah. Right. So if you tried to skip the process and tried to jump straight if, to where if, they yeah, are, if you yeah. jump straight away there, let me tell you right now, if you try doing the move, do, do the move you're gonna injure yourself, mm. right? Mm. Or, or they're gonna get you straight away, mm. Mm. right? Yeah. So that's the same thing, I guess, in terms of acting or whatever you're doing out there, you know, like I think uh, fundamentally you want to continue to knock. Uh, at those chips that you knock out those things that you may not need so like okay or, or, or things that will or, um, will make you better or challenge yourself you mm. know, with things mm. um, like for me it's always been voice and voices uh, and uh, articulation it was, a, it was a big big thing for me for a very long time and I, I really focused on it for a long, long time you know and, mm. and I got to trust the process that are like every day people like teachers will tell you oh you got to do a voice warm every single day have you tried doing it every single day? You know mm. what? I did it for I did it for like three, four weeks straight. Mm. Right? Mm. Immediately I felt better. Mm. But if you had questioned yourself every day, you yeah. probably would have sabotaged yourself yeah. and then not because yeah. how could you possibly have seen um, improvement over one day, right? No, not just not just improvement over one day, but it's it's, it's also like um, oh, you do all those weird tongue twisters, and mm, you do all. The, mm. Is this really gonna help me? You know, like it sounds stupid. You know, like oh, mm. every single day, and it becomes monotonous. You mm, know, and mm. but it does, mm. it does, mm. it, it does work. Yeah. So just keep doing it. Keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I think it's um, oh, who's that? Um, who's that gentleman who? Motivational speaker, um, Tony Robinson. Tony Robinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I love how I just had to say motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, Tony, Tony Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, but well. I think he, Tony Robbins, he said um, very, very simply, "You will get better at something the more you do it." No, Tony Robbins. Sorry, I think I said Robbins. Yeah. You will get better at the thing you do more. That's just the way the world works. Yeah. So if, yeah, if you're in jujitsu mm. and you practice footwork mm. and you just practice that a, a thousand times mm. a year, you will just get really, really good at that. Really good at it, yeah. exactly, yeah. If you, it, it, ir, ir, regardless of whether you question it or not. You know, if you, if you just go, if you go, I'm gonna do it every day, for, for a year versus I'm going to do it every day, but I'm going to complain about it and question it and look at it and analyze it. You actually get to the same place, but you wouldn't have all that baggage of yeah, yeah. that energy 
devoted to, uh, mm, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But he also says a fantastic thing, uh, which has been stuck to my head for the last past 10 years, is that he said um, he had a friend who was a writer and he said that the writer said that he writes for the trash can, right? Mm. Which means that he just writes. Mm. And, and, and he's not worried, worried about whether he's doing it correctly or, or doing it perfectly. He's doing it, not worrying about it. Oh, it's going to go to the trash can anyway. It's going to go to... But in that process of doing writing or whatever, you learn, you, 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 your, your writing changes. Mm, mm, mm. Your editing changes, your, your creativity changes. And uh, For example, if you're, if you're writing a script, um, you, your dialogue work changes and it gets more, it gets more advanced. Mm. You know, I, I think that's what it is. You just have to do it. Just yeah. get in and do it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I hadn't thought of the connection there with... Um, with writing, because I do a bit of writing, and yeah, writer's block is a huge problem. Mm. And 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 the and the the advice that I've heard about it is exactly what, exactly what you said was that you you need. To, I mean, there's the classic um, write drunk, edit sober, mm. um, which is kind of just yeah, the exact same thing is you just write whatever you want, and then you're just gonna go in the trash can anyway, or it's gonna be yeah. edited and it's gonna be used. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing is you you can edit and you can write, but you can't do the two at the same time. No, so either just keep on writing or edit. Just do one of them instead of trying to edit while you write, which is impossible, mm. you know? Um, but yeah, that, I guess, yeah, writing, you could absolutely trust the process of writing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Quentin Tarantino, when he had um, that whole guffaffle with um, The Hateful Eight where the script got released before the film. Do you remember that? No, I, I didn't look into that. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. Um, I totally forgot it until I, I saw an old um, news article about it um, recently. But right before Hateful Eight came out, mm. the script got leaked. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Quentin Tarantino got really upset and he actually said, you know what, I'm not even going to bother making the film now. Like, forget it. But people misunderstood why he did that. People thought it was a kind of um, dummy spit of like, oh, well, it's already revealed, forget it. It actually was part of his process. Mm. So for him, he had written, um, I think he says his process was different on this one than his previous films, but he had actually written, he he wrote at least one script the way he thought he wanted to write it. Mm. Then he wrote a whole new version from a different character's perspective because he wanted to understand what that character went through. Yeah. Um, and, then he f- and then he wrote, I think he wrote, yeah, the, the third script or the fourth script or whatever, mm-hmm. but the one that leaked, I think, was the second one. Or, or Anyway, the point was it was part of his process mm-hmm. of rewriting an entire script from the ground up every time in a totally different fashion in order to understand his own story better. Yeah. I was so when I was writing uh, the script last year, I was writing a script, uh, a screenplay, and I had a bit of writer's block. And um, I, I looked up how to do it, and and I looked at a lot of the uh, writers out there, script writers. And one of them said that uh, if you ever get to a point where uh, you don't know where you're going, uh, sorry, if you've, if you've got a bit of writer's block, um, choose a character and choose a character and, and work out what he wants. Mm-hmm. What he's, wh- wh- where is he coming from? Mm. And see if you can work out his goals. Mm. Right? So I said, oh, okay, cool, cool. So I, I'll just pick up a, pick a character and see what his wants and needs are and, and write about it. Mm. And once I start doing that, all of a sudden, I go back to my original sc- uh, script 
I can continue on because I know what he wants now. Mm, mm, right? mm. Sometimes when you just write, you're just writing the whole, writing the story, right? Yeah. Really going to the character. Mm. So that sort of helped out quite a bit. But and, yes, and, yeah. and that kind of comes back to what we're talking about downtime. Downtime, yeah. Is that um, you, 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 you got to have a go at writing. You know, which I think, I honestly think, in our industry at least, every every actor and every director and every writer needs to try the other two professions. Yeah. Has to have a go at it in some capacity. Yeah. Um, it's mutual understanding as well. Like, the, I'm not a writer myself or anything like that. I just, and it, I felt like, you know what, I'm going to just give it a go. Mm. And uh, and I've been doing it for the last two, three years now. And... Um, uh, it's made me understand writing uh, from other people. Yeah, when absolutely. I, when I really and especially as dialogue work. Yeah, and I'm sure as an actor, you get to appreciate yes. and understand more about why it's written the way it's written. Yeah, because when we, when we, as actors, when we analyze script and when we're doing the, our whole uh, research and whatnot, we go, why is he saying that? Mm. Why is it coming out that way? Mm. Even like last time when I, was, when I was sitting there and watching the play, I was like, oh, why did he say it that way? Why is he or she uh, gesturing this way? You know, mm. like, what's the point of that? You know, and, and yeah, I guess you get into detail and whatever nitty gritty of that, but and um, but that that helps, you know. Um, and it's good to understand from each other's side, you know. Mm. Even 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 um, uh, screen uh, screenplays and, and and films and, and cameras, you want to know the other side of the camera as well, mm. right? Mm. Um, Absolutely, and how you can help them do their work and how they can help you because you're really honestly only five percent of the whole project project yeah yeah right and you need to understand that you're just you're just the ink mm. Mm. right and there's other other uh, other tools out there doing all the work yeah absolutely i find like especially with first-time actors is um often they they've all heard about the classic line that we see in movies of an, of an actor playing an actor is, oh, what's my motivation? You know, that's the classic, mm. somebody's playing an actor. So a lot of new actors think, oh, it's all about my motivation. Mm. Um, and that's the only reason, that's the only impetus for me to, to change my behavior or say these dialogue. Why am I saying this? Why am I saying this? But the truth is, it's, the, it's because the director wants you to. Yeah. It, it, it's irrelevant to a certain extent what your psychology is or why you chose to do it or all this kind of stuff. Really, sometimes the camera will just be like, "Oh, uh, sorry, can you actually tilt your head a bit this way because it catches the light?" Mm. You know, so it's more about lighting. And if if an actor, a novice actor, replies, "Oh, but my character wouldn't do that," it's kind of you're sabotaging the entire film. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. so uh, uh, often it's very helpful to understand from the director's point of view. It's like, well, I mean, the director doesn't have time to explain why they're doing every shot the way they're doing mm -hmm. it. But if they ask you to turn your back, tilt your head. Lift up and do whatever. You've got to trust that. Oh, as a director, they're they're seeing something through the lens that mm. I, as an actor, can't yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to cooperate because that's part of the team. Yeah. And just sorry, just go back to the Tarantino thing with this. Mm. Also, um, there's, a, there's a scene everyone probably knows this already, but there's a scene in um, uh, in Glorious Bastards when uh, when Brad Pitt is doing his speech for his first dialogue, mm -hmm. his mm -hmm. first um, monologue, and he's talking to all the, the soldiers, whatever. Yep, the bastards, and he steps into the into the shot. Oh yeah, and he says, "I want my scalps." Is that yeah, the bit? I go, "I want, I want <laughs> my scalps," and I'll. Oh, <laughs> you gonna play it? Are you let, are you let play it? Well, <laughs> we're we'll just gonna watch this for like two minutes. <laughs> we're gonna 
gonna be dropped into France, dressed as civilians. Then I was towards the end. Once we're in enemy territory, mass murdering maniac, and we'll be with thoughts of us that they are tortured with. Sound good? Yes, sir. That's what I like to hear. But I got a word of warning for all you would-be warriors. When you join my command, you take on Devitt. A Devitt you owe me, personally. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scalps. And I want my scalps. And all y'all will get me 100 Nazi scalps, taken from the heads of 100 dead Nazis. Or you will die trying. That's what I'm talking about. Cancel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like he just stepped in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and like as a he must know how camera. Of course, he doesn't know how camera works now. You know, like only he would know how that would look in the camera behind the camera. It takes it takes that kind of uh, I guess education and maturity as well. Mm, absolutely yeah. there's no way i would know that if i even stepped in and stepped further in and said that line mm. it would look a certain way yeah exactly and, and his head the and amount the amount of work that the focus puller has to do yeah. in order to hit the mark and, and it'll only work if brad pitt will actually hit the exact mark every time every time because that's the way that they've that's racked the, the, the yeah. focus yeah um yeah, so if you're an actor and you don't really realize that's how technical and difficult that focus pull is, you'll just half-ass the movement. Yeah. But but knowing that you actually do have to be that precise as well as maintain your performance, um, yeah, absolutely, um, requires an appreciation and knowledge of the other um, See? How good is people that? on the <laughs> team. <laughs> absolutely. Um, i got a question for you guys. Yeah. How do you, what do you guys do during, to bring yourself out of burnout? During downtime, whenever, whenever it is, how have you guys in the past picked yourself up from being burnt out? Uh, personally, I just go into solitude. Um, uh, my room is my safe space. So I just kind of um, try to have no commitments. Um, I mean, I, I guess uh, to a certain extent, yeah, I just try to have no real commitments um for me so um i like to stay at home you know do things uh that i enjoy uh focusing on often often though i won't stop working necessarily um often i find writing very um therapeutic therapeutic yeah yeah and um allowing me to um feel like i'm still doing something um productive um, and often while I have been doing a lot of work, my brain isn't thinking about ideas. So um, it allows me time to be like, oh, great, I've got all these ideas stored up that I want to work out on paper or whatnot. Mm. Um, so I really like doing that. Um, playing computer games, um, watching YouTube, uh, Netflix, whatever. Mm. Um, I find that's um, comforting for me. Mm. Um. The, the way I, I've looked at it is, is also is that uh, I, I spread myself in terms of um, I've always like, I, I also go into solitude. I, I, I love I like being alone and just do my own things at times, you know. And um, I guess for me that I, I don't I do immerse myself in, into projects or whatever. I really go hard at it. But usually my my day to day is quite simple. I usually 
like I'm into, I do a lot of sports, I do a lot of jiu-jitsu, and I do uh, stuff with, m- with my partner, and we, we, we do things. And, and one of the things I, I got from Kevin Jackson, who keeps appearing in our podcast every time we talk about, like Kevin Jackson said to me that, you know, he said that, uh, uh, that you learn acting in your know, day-to-day life, you don't necessarily learn it in, in classrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes. Uh, he goes. He goes. Don't worry about rent. Rent. Don't worry about paying rent. But go to that fine dining restaurant, or go to that. Go. Go and pay that three hundred dollars and watch it. Watch. Get the experience of it. You know, like yeah, he wants yeah, you to yeah. have experience. You know. Yeah. So th- that's the thing. I like to go and do that. Then you know, like I like to go and uh, look at different types of uh, uh, parts of the arts. You know, like mm-hmm. paintings mm-hmm. or um, music. Uh, watch musicals and. Music and, mm. and anything, any like martial arts for me is arts. Mm. You know, I love, I love doing jujitsu. I love boxing. I love, I love sports. You know, mm. um, and that for me, that's therapeutic as well. And I learn a lot of experiences from that. You know, yeah. Um, so for me, in terms of downtime, it, I, 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 I just go back to that. Mm. And acting is what, acting is what I, I guess acting is what I do, right? Mm. But I do it because my life outside of acting is full of experiences and I'm continuing to do that. Mm. Yeah. But I know a lot of people go, they go into a project really, really hard and then they come out of it and they, they're just drained. Like they get drained, you know. Mm. Um, mm. And it's, it's, it, it can be very toxic. Like you just you feel horrible afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I've never really, I, I haven't really felt that. Yeah, for me it's not, acting that will burn me out. It's all of the, if it's if I'm a first AD or a producer or whatnot, all of that kind of more administrative stuff, you know, being there in a a less than creative role, Mm. that will burn me out. Actually, you know what what did burn me out Um, was two years ago. um, I did, uh, one of the little things I did was um, um, in Canberra, I did, um, so the TAFE, is a TAFE, there and they have a course for social science or social social work rather and they used actors uh, for the final year students before they go into the real world um how to approach clients mm. clients mm. So they use actors for that for mm. example uh um a, per, uh, a character who has had uh house issues domestic violence issues uh, alcohol issues, drug issues. So they would give us a script. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you would have to act that out, mm. right? And, and, the, and the students will ask you questions and, and hopefully help you. I did that for like four weeks straight. Wow. Yeah, three, four weeks straight. And that really drained me because you're, you're going to people's uh, lives and, and as actors, I guess, you... We we go into the research of it, you know, right? mm-hmm. and that really drained me. Like afterwards, I feel I feel bad, and wow. I feel like oh shit, you know, I feel so bad wow. afterwards. Yeah, but I think that's where technique counts as well. Like technique helps it come out of that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The whole residue, there's a bit of residue. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess yeah. This this podcast turned into more of a thing about burnout because we didn't we didn't quite tackle the whole downtime thing. Yeah, sorry. I, no, 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 no. There's nothing to be a, uh, apologetic about, but it's just it's such a large topic yeah. that I'd love to tackle it, like, further mm. um, and, and talk about everything, all the resources that, you know, we can use to, um, 
to to that can people could do in downtime. We touched a little bit on on, on the writing and stuff. Mm. Um, or developing more of your skills. So go back and and uh, and go back and gain to bring some of your friends up and say let's get together and do a bit of do a play read or let's get together and do a. Uh, um, uh, share ideas of for mm. a new project, or you know, or that kind of things. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's lots that we can um, talk about, but yeah. Um, yeah hopefully, um, either before this or after this, we'll have somebody on from Twelfth Night, and um, thing be after this. Thing be after this. Okay, <laughs> great. Well, we'll see you around. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening in, and uh, thanks, Diego, for having us back. Here Not again. a problem. And Pleasure, uh, guys. Been great. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. All right, chuggers. Chuggers. <laughs>